Greeting Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 23 of Big League Flicks, a sports movie podcast. I'm Jamie McKinnon and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Christian Webster and Jordan <laughs> Reed. Threw me off when uh, it's, it's, it's weird not looking at you guys across the garage. It's doing this over Zoom. It's, I got to get used to that. <laughs> How's it going tonight, boys? Back into uh, pandemic mode. Uh, could be worse. Could be like Notre Dame's chances of winning the college football playoff yet again. Shitting the bed as usual. Tough one. Tough one. We're in a bit of a mood, but we got uh, we got some goat talk tonight, Jr. Great to be back uh, it's in a different goat talk, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean you're talking? This movie's not about LeBron Webb. It's oh, oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! Wow! That's unreal. Uh, great. Time. Great to be back uh, in a different way, of course. Yeah, pandemic mode, and we get our like we get back into our basement little layers here. And uh, yeah, great to be back to talk about the goat, if you will. Looking forward to this one, guys. Yeah. Hey, Webb, did you get a Peloton for Christmas? Oh my god! <laughs> All right, listen, listen here, Pelotoners. Okay, you Pelotoners. No one cares that you got a spin class in your basement. All right, no one cares. It's the new Fitbit. It's the new CrossFit. Like, all you health guru freaks out there, give it a rest. We get it. You work out. Congratulations. You know what? So do I. It's called throwing weights around, and I don't have to talk about it 24 hours a day. I don't need to post my stats online. Guess what? Your Peloton, it's going to be a clothing drying rack in about three weeks. When all this is over, you go back to eating your burgers and your greasy crap, and you don't wonder why you, wonder why you haven't lost any weight. But I don't get it. Kim Kardashian has a great body and she Pelotons. No, she doesn't. Okay. She's just a spokesperson. You're not going to get any better unless you put the sandwich down, get on the bike and actually use it. Okay. But that's amazing. No one cares. Pelotoners. (laughs) That's amazing. But I bet you it really dries a nice knit shirt. What's that? I bet you it's really good for a, a nice knit shirt. I bet you it really dries it well. And And you can block the shoulders on it, you know? For sure. lay it flat gotta lay it flat (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh this week uh as we mentioned it's episode 23 so we're gonna go with uh, a classic featuring his heiress michael jeffrey jordan we're gonna go down the old rabbit hole into toontown or whatever it's called with uh 1996 (laughs) space jam when the world's greatest athlete michael jordan teams up with the world's best loved cartoon character Bugs Bunny, you won't believe your eyes. Pardon me, Mr. Jordan. Can I have your auto... auto, Your John Hancock... What's going on here? We need your help! You heard of the dream team? Well, we're the mean team. Ready? Yeah! Done. Yeah. You kick it in here. You go to the hole and dominate. We own defense. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I don't play defense. Warner Brothers presents Jordan. Bunny. 
special delivery. Together, they just might save the world. Space Jam. You've never seen anything like it. We got two unlimited there, eh? Bringing us Ooh, back. Yeah. Chalk Jam Sunny 2, baby. I, I was going to say, <laughs> without further ado, let's get into our brew review. What are we drinking this week, Webb? Well, boys, this week we're traveling to Van Cleek Hill to visit Jen and our friends at Bose for a pint of their flagship Lugtred Ale. This lager-style ale is a self-proclaimed pioneer craft beer in Ontario. Since 2006, this beer has won more than 20 awards for excellence and is brewed with 100% green electricity to help our planet rebound from climate. At 5.2%, Lugtred is a tribute to the classic Kolsch beers of Cologne, Germany. It's versatile and well-suited to any season or occasion with satisfying chewy malts to warm you up in those colder months and a refreshing crisp finish to quench your summer's thirst on those scorcher days in July. For more information on this and many of their other fantastic beers and products, be sure to check them out online at bose.ca or follow them on all their social media platforms. As always, it reminds you to please enjoy responsibly and please ensure you have a safe ride home. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Why don't you kick us off, JR? All right. As I will. Two sips, you know the deal. Uh, Bose. First of all, an excellent, and they are, might be one of the first craft beers I've ever had, to be honest. And it's a fantastic place. Van Cleek Hill, a lot of pride. I've been to the Bose Beer Fest at the Beer Oktoberfest. It is a time. I highly recommend you get up there. Uh, Jen from Bose, she's been fantastic to talk to and uh, network with. This beer is obviously their trademark beer, and it's the first one I've ever had of Bose. And most of the time I get Bose, I do stick with the Lug Tread, kind of like their OG beer. Wonderful on draft. Out of a can, it's not bad as well. And if you're going to sit down and have a few pints and watch a hockey game, this is a good one to have. So I'm going to go on this one with uh, an 8.3. I know it's big in Quebec. I know they really like it up there. I like it as well, and I like that it's from not too far from here in a great town. Nicely done. You know, you know what I was really disappointed though when I went into the store. I wanted to get the big bottles. Yeah, uh, they, they used to come in the four pack with the big kind of old school bottles. Like I love drinking them out of those. Those are um, great. They do taste a little. I do enjoy it. Uh, they do taste a little better out of the bottle. So that I'm going to give them. I'm going to give this one an eight point four. And it probably would have been a lot higher. Probably would have been in the early low nines. Cause I really do like lug, lug tread, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm going to go 8.4. What do you got, Webb? 8.4. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jen from, from Bose this week for sending us some great stuff. Uh, and shout out to JR for, for uh, being our little PR guy here and getting on, getting on top of all these people. So absolutely on, on you, JR and Jen. Thanks, guys. Uh, Cool fact that Jen sent along here about Bose. This was apparently the uh, beer that was traded in a bet between U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry and Canada's Foreign Affairs Minister John Baird uh, during the Sochi Olympics. I'm guessing. Away. I'm guessing over it was over a hockey game. I'd have to do some research it, a little more into it. There's a link th- to the story. Maybe we can tweet that out, or we'll send that out. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I I, uh, I thought that uh, a lot of the stuff I didn't really know when I did a little <clears> bit more. Big, deep dive on their website um just the cool stuff about the green energy and just like it really kind of goes to show you like the idea of sustainability and these microbrews and what their what their mm-hmm. real purpose is and trying to get back so you know make sure guys when you're you're out there getting beers uh 
you know, we're almost over the holiday season here, but when you're out there getting your beers, make sure you try and do your best to support those local guys. Um, you know, all the craft beer industries here are struggling with the pandemic. So, you know, get out there and get these, these great beers from Bose and other places like them. You know, you can get them at the LCBO, the grocery stores, uh, wherever you get your beers, you can usually pick them up. So give them a, give them a taste and uh, get after it. I'm going to go pretty high on this one as well. I like this one uh, just because it's a unique uh, beer, the mix, the hybrid there of, of the, uh, the lager and the ale. It's kind of got a, a cool taste. I like that it's got uh, the Oktoberfest kind of vibe to it, the feel. Um, I actually feel like I should be drinking this out of a big stein. Uh, I just got a small mug tonight, so you know, bear with me. It's a beautiful color, too. It looks yep. really nice, um, and it's got a nice head on it when it's finished. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go pretty high with this one as well. I'm back to my uh, sluttiness, I guess, as Mrs. Webster would say, with, with regards to the beers. I'm going to go with a, uh, an 8. I'm going to go with an 8-2. Eight, 8-2 two. Eight, two on this one. It's a good score. solid score. Yeah, so take that, Sam Adams. <laughs> hey, hey guys one more thing if uh and when the world gets right again we got to go up there for an Oktoberfest. it is a great time uh they put on a fantastic show there's food there's tents there's music if you all the listeners if you have a chance to van cleek Ontario, very small town but it is a chance where you get to see the pride of bows and the pride of their town come through and it is an absolute great weekend if you get a chance to go up did you wear your lighter hosen when you went up there, JR? <laughs> I brought you back a stein. Remember, I brought you back yeah, you a stein did. from there. I, I still have it. Yeah. yeah, I should have broke it out tonight. I think it's a. I got. I've got it in the crawl space though. But it is. Oh, it's great. Uh, it's a great time. Awesome. Right. Thanks again to Jen and everybody else up there. Awesome. Well done. Well done. And yeah, and again, well done, JR. You're not. You know, I don't care what everyone says, but you're a pretty good guy. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. Good. <laughs> So uh, as we as we mentioned this week, we're uh, doing Space Jam. So Space Jam was directed by Joe Pitka, distributed in '96 by Warner Brothers. Got a 6.4 rating on Internet Movie Database and a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Got a budget of 80 million and grossed 230 million at the box office. Uh, music by James Newton Howard, starring Michael Jordan, Wayne Knight, Teresa Randall, and Bill Murray, among other. Tons of good characters in this one, actually. <laughs> uh, movie, quick movie synopsis. So we have Swackhammer, an evil alien theme park owner, needs a new attraction at Moron Mountain. When his gang of nerdlucks heads to Earth to kidnap Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes, Bugs challenges them to a basketball game to determine their fate. The aliens agree, but they steal the powers of NBA basketball players, including uh, Larry Bird and Charles Barkley. So Bugs gets some help from superstar Michael Jordan. To jump into our character review and uh, let's start out with actually let's start with Bugs Bunny voiced by Billy West can't believe we're actually we're starting with the Bugs Bunny <laughs> uh, Bugs. Uh, what's up Jane with that um, Bugs. I... <laughs> uh, what do I say and he is an iconic character guy was fine he was what I expected out of this movie he's Bugs Bunny I mean you take it what it is as a grown man now uh, with gray hair uh, watching a bunny in a movie was something. Yeah. <laughs> said, you know, Looney Tunes are timeless. And Bugs Bunny, I had the shirt where it was the, uh, you could wear it. Anyway, oh, you had the. Indian Devil. Yeah. Indian Devil on the Bugs Bunny shirt. <laughs> I had that where the clothes were. overalls? Like, that's right. Ikea, one strap undone. Hey, listening to, uh, listening to Criss Cross Jump. My first CD I ever bought was Criss Cross Jump. 
I missed the bus on that one. No, but uh, overall, Bugs Bunny was fine. Just did yeah. what it did. It's Bugs Bunny. What do you want me to yeah. say? There's not a lot I can add to that. Good leader. Um, good leader. The wisecracking. He, but you know, he can. Uh, he rallied the troops, I guess, and he got Michael Jordan going. So you got to give him something about that. He's the goat of cartoons. I mean, what can you say about anybody? <laughs> He's more recognizable probably than any other cartoon of all time. Right? He's a lot stronger yeah. than he looks. Yeah, that's right. He, he gets, gets all stronger. jacked up. He pulled a, a six foot six, two hundred and thirty pound male through a golf ball. It's pretty impressive. That's true. With those baggy pants on, yeah, <laughs> the pants alone with the drag on those things would be unbelievable. The drag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, physics. I only took eleventh grade physics, but I know it's such a saying. That's hard to get him through that thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's talk about Michael Jordan, who played himself, and and you will also make uh, mention to the young lad Brandon Hammond, who played uh, young Michael Jordan. That's mm-hmm. movie. MJ, he's still in this movie, even though he's around Looney Tunes, has some amazing quotes. And just the sh- pure Jordan, especially after watching The Last Dance, that like confidence just exudes. And yeah. in quotes, I have a couple things that he said where you're like, oh, you're so Michael Jordan. And you see it coming through on the golf course. He's not, I don't even think he's acting on the golf course. I'm pretty no. sure that's just Michael Jordan hanging out with his buddies, who knows who. I thought him and Larry Bird together on the course were pretty good. It was pretty natural. That's a very, that could be, you know, Thursday afternoon at some very high-end course. That's Monte Monte Carlo in the 92 Dream Team. That's Monte Carlo. That's Jordan's new. It was a Grove 23 in Florida with the drones dropping off cigars and whiskeys to you. Like, that is pure just him on the course. And I thought... His mannerisms, I, it was what I wanted from Michael Jordan. I was like, I don't want you to act. I just want you to be awesome, Michael Jordan. I mean, I, I'm never, ever going to say one bad thing about Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> guys, the guy, the guy and Terry Fox are my personal heroes. So, like, I mean, I love everything about this. Even as a grown man, I had a hard time getting through the movie. Uh, but anytime that I get a chance to watch Michael Jordan, I'm going to take it. I mean, I spend still spend countless hours watching YouTube clips of this guy and, and all his glory. So, I mean, it's awesome. He, like you said, Jerry, it's just him being natural and being himself. And I thought he did a pretty good job, considering yeah. you know, a lot of this would have been, you know, CG and everything else, and there wouldn't have been a whole lot of uh, him being able to play off somebody. He's just kind of looking at a green screen or whatever. So, you know, for an athlete, I think he did a pretty good job. And I feel like it was a lot of like reactionary comments too. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the part where he's golfing when he's gambling close to the pin. Oh, absolutely. Like where he's in on it. Right. And I, uh, I heard a really funny Michael Jordan golf, uh, Michael Jordan golf story that I'll share with you guys. It was Michael Jordan was golfing and the caddy didn't believe he could do this shot. And then the other caddy, he bet the caddy a hundred bucks. He'd do it or he should even par or something. I'm drinking a bunch of beers. And then the other caddy said, can I get it on this? He goes, sure, no problem. And he took all, in the end, he rolled in his last putt on the 18th hole to take all their money. And then he left in like, you know, like some limo from a course. He backed the limo up, rolled the window down and said, you guys didn't have a, you guys didn't have a TV when you were kids or something and drove away. <laughs> basically <laughs> saying, I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> and like things like that are funny. <laughs> I don't have anything to add there. Uh, let's. I'm going to mention one more kind of main character, Dan Podolak. Newman. Newman. Played by, yeah, sorry, played by Wayne Knight. You want to kick uh, that one off there? I'd love to. Is he not just remind you of that mid-90s Newman where you just want to <laughs> slap him in the mouth the whole time? 
I saw a lot of uh, uh, Wayne Knight from uh, Jurassic Park in this one as well. Like, you know, when he gets those scared, like, shaky moments? <laughs> yes. And he, like, in Jurassic Park, he'd be way more confident in ripping darts or something. Yeah. He was just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that, remember his computer thing? Oh, yeah. He just plays the character of such, like, a wimp that though i'm sorry he's just such a to me he's still the noob and he gets scared he gets petrified he gets all like rattly and shaky and he's always kind of sweaty and gross and i thought he's i liked him the yeah. one character i'm like he's fine he's, he's noob in the mid 90s he's well casted to me he plays the bumbling idiot really well yeah, yeah. perfect at it <laughs> i mean he just he, he perfect role for this guy oh yeah imagine 100%. I imagine in all seriousness, there was probably a, a, a few of those people around Michael Jordan on a regular basis, especially when he made the, the baseball transition, right? Like people just doing anything they could to kind of keep them happy. Yeah. Well, so. minor league level handlers and PR yeah. people for, you know, the double A team or whatever. Like, come on. I mean, he would have huge news crews at every game. So exactly. exactly. Yeah. Totally. What about some other notable characters? Um, there's tons of cameos, which are wicked, but does anybody stand out for you? Yeah, I had a couple. Uh, Danny DeVito is a perfect cast. Oh, yeah. By Swackhammer. Is that not like the perfect guys when you hear his voice? You're like, oh, it was Danny DeVito who played that. You're like, that is the best. Yeah. And I'm just going to throw this out there. The Roadrunner is such an asshole. (laughs) Is he not a complete dink? Absolutely. Like, like, I just want that coyote to just, did you not see the moves he's doing? I was like, just get him. Ring his neck and (laughs) just get him. Just get him. The ultimate shit disturber. Oh, my gosh. Like, you're such a dick. And yeah, seriously, there's, I, I imagine, like, the Coyote just must have the very first Amazon Prime account. Like, he gets everything within seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Acme Prime. Yeah. yeah. How about uh, Bill Murray? Do you think he had a script for this movie? Not a chance. No. Not no a way. chance. Not with an Ivan Re- Reitman movie. No. No. No, no. He just showed up. Just show- Yeah, that's just show up and put some shots up with Mike and then, Oh, okay. We're going to just throw this camera on. You guys just go ahead and yeah. fire and forth. Oh yeah. yeah. There'd, been, there'd have been some hilarious. T- I, would t- I wish I could see the outtakes on it. I would have liked to have hung out in the evening after shooting was done. Oh yeah. Or golfed a couple of rounds with those guys. <laughs> oh, how sick would have been part of that foursome? Cause they probably took a whole day to do that. Do all the scenes, right? Elite. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. That would have been a probably, it was probably like, let's go back and film the part three that we all played <laughs> the best on. And then we'll just do that. We'll play. That'll be our scene. Yeah. yeah, just roll the cameras. How many, I mean, how many guys, how many times did it take them to? I mean, I think Bill Murray's a fairly decent golfer from what I remember reading. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what Larry Bird or your your Aunt Gertrude or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's everybody, got an aunt that looks like Larry Bird. <laughs> yes. So true. I don't know. I do. I, know, uh, I do too. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know what his, his handicap is, but I imagine it's pretty decent. I mean, when you have that kind of money and you're retired, how do you not? You know, how can you not hit a par three pretty well at that point? Yeah. Oh, and you're absolutely. that athletic with hand-eye coordination like that, you're probably pretty good. You know what's funny about Bill Murray, though? He's a lot taller than I thought. He's I yeah. think, apparently 6'2". I didn't, I didn't realize he was that tall. Yeah, that's, I never knew that either. I mean, huh. it's true. Beside those guys, he doesn't look completely – you know, he looks smaller, but he doesn't look completely that much tiny, you know, like compared to – I love to the, the ongoing uh, thing in the movie where he's, like, just trying to – get into the NBA. Like he's got this long <laughs> ongoing thing and like Larry Bird's like, shut up. <laughs> Just no. no. You remember? And it was around the time of the movie. He actually like, that was like a big PR stunt that Bill Murray was pulling. Yeah. 
Yeah. He released this whole thing and he tried to get on like sports center talking about it and everything else. Like, it was hilarious. Yeah. He had like a commercial out about it too and stuff. Uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Larry bird was good too. Like we talked about him and uh, I mean, the other guys like Sean Bradley and Charles Barkley and all those guys, they didn't have a lot of speaking roles, but they did a f- fairly good job. Great to see LJ back. I used to love yeah. uh, Larry Johnson back in the day. Grandma. Grandmama. Grandma. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, and and Muggsy Bogues pre pre Go Daddy. Yeah, that's right, that's right. right. Uh, Jim Rome was fine. He plays the usual Jim Rome sports reporter of the mid nineties. Yeah. yeah, just we a just professional troll. Yeah, yeah, well, that was pretty well done. Let's I jump into like- let's jump into some quotes. Uh, I know there's there's actually quite a few funny quotes in this one. Are there some spe- uh, specific ones that stick out for you guys? I had uh, looks great in the uniform. Can't teach that. Can't teach that. Uh, and Larry's not white. Larry's clear. Yes. Yes. That one was priceless. <laughs> uh, I had a couple. Uh, somebody steal the ball. Give it to me and I'll score. That's Michael Jordan in real life. <laughs> yeah. Like, just steal the ball. Give it to me and I'm going to score. Another one was uh, when Bill Murray, I just started laughing to myself as a Leaf fan. I don't play defense. I'm like, well, no, nor do the Leafs top, top six forwards. So you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> or about 95% true. Yeah. Yeah. It's 95% of the NBA. I mean, the guy with the James Harden, there's so many people that don't play defense. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and then the last one there from Newman, it's a classic with his car. Oh, yeah. So it's the go-to line of a bad old car. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> it's um, like a piece of crap clothing today. It's vintage. You know, <laughs> no, it's brutal. It's what it is. <laughs> I had uh, one by Mr. Schwackhammer, which is when uh, Bill Murray shows up, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know we had Dan Aykroyd in this picture. <laughs> you know for sure that was right and throwing that one in. Just oh, yeah. That's funny. Definitely. That's really funny. Or the one where he's like, Daffy Duck says to Bill Murray, how'd you get here anyway? And uh, Bill Murray goes, oh, the producer's a friend of mine. You know, and, which is hilarious, <laughs> right? Because it's right and that got him in the movie. Or there's a scene or the quote by uh, Stan where he says, come on, Michael, it's game time. Get your Hanes on, lace up your Nikes, grab your That's Wheaties funny. and your Gatorade and pick up a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. Like every sponsor <laughs> that he had in his career, like all jammed into one. He needed, to throw in, he needed to throw in some Rayovac batteries as well. Yeah. Uh, I had one more I want to add in. That's an homage to the old McDonald's commercial. When he told Larry, nothing but the bottom of the cup. I thought of that old McDonald's <laughs> yeah. commercial. Off the freeway, off whatever, into the net. Yeah. I think. I wonder if that had some roots back to the old McDonald's Absolutely. commercial. Probably did. They did a lot of, uh, I know in the little known facts we'll get into it, but uh, they do a lot of parallels to the other movies, like kind of shout outs to other movies. It's pretty well done that, in that way. But, uh, let's jump into little known facts. So in order to prepare for his role in Space Jam, method actor Michael Jordan played nine seasons of professional basketball, winning three NBA championships, including three MVPs and three finals MVPs. He's pretty dedicated to his craft. Well, you know, he puts the time in, I guess. Yeah, that's a method. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> Michael Jordan Lewis, Day Lewis. <laughs> The concept for this movie originated from a series of highly popular Nike ads where Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan faced off against Marvin the Martian and his alien henchmen. I do remember those ones from back in the early 90s. Webb, were they the best on Earth, best on Mars commercials? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I remember those. Yeah. They always aired them for the first time, usually at the Super Bowl. They always yeah. had, okay. I, mem- I remember that was the one go-to commercial I always waited for in the, in the Super Bowl. Back here in Canada when we, you know, weren't owned by like a conglomerate like Bell and we actually could get them, you know, those things. <laughs> yeah, true. 
back in the good old days. I waited for the Pepsi Clear commercials. Oh, oh yeah. remember how awesome they were? <laughs> or how about the Zima commercials back in the nineties? Oh, oh yeah, they were <laughs> they were unreal. <laughs> so Michael Jordan actually wore his North Carolina Tar Heel college basketball shorts under his Chicago Bulls uniform every game in real life. As good luck. I didn't know that. Yeah, he also made Scott Burrell wash them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Former Blue Jay. Oh, yeah. Scott Burrell. I love how the, the internet with those memes and like the 2021 memes, there were so many today where it was like, you know, 2020 and it's on Scott Burrell and then it's Michael Jordan right behind him, 2021. It's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. He was so hard on him. Oh, just brilliant. Just ripped him. He yeah. was jealous because he was a better baseball player. That's what I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing I said to you guys before I've said, though, on all those shows is they're like, oh, Michael was a hard on us. Michael was this. I'm like, you're wearing $20,000 watches, living in condominiums in Chicago that you had no business Fine. living in if it wasn't for that guy. So yeah. your couple of years of him being hard on you are 75 years of you being okay. And considering probably the best human, one of the best human beings in the world, uh, and nicest guys ever, Steve Kerr, got in a fist fight with him, and they're fine. Like, they're fine. <laughs> and, he, and he even said, like, that helped me grow as a player. Like, come on. Yep. Get over it. Exactly. <laughs> Get over yourself exactly. a little bit. <clears throat> I agree. So the hat that Bill Murray is wearing at the Bulls game at the end of the movie is the St. Saint Paul Saints. It's a minor league baseball team in which Murray was part owner of at the time. So they're an independent league team. Yeah. So, how about, there's a couple interesting things. So I did a little digging on the 96 season, which would have been the season that would have happened after Space Jam was launched. Mm-hmm. So during the 96 season, Daryl Strawberry laced up the cleats for 29 games for the Saints, batting 435 with 18 home runs and 132 at-bats before signing with the New York Yankees on July 4th and then winning the World Series later that year. St. Paul Saints were a legit minor league team. They were like the Chicago Wolves of the AHL. Like they were, they rolled. Big, they were like big oh, yeah. dogs in the minors. And Jack Morris was St. Paul Saint. Paul Molitor might have been a. Sack. There were a bunch yeah. of guys. They went out and bought them. That was my uh, my next one was Jack. Oh, Morris. sorry, Jamer. Oh no, no. Yeah. yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. Jack Morris suited up for ten games that year, going five and one with a two six one ERA. He was like forty three at the time. I think he was thinking about a comeback, and then he just kind of shut it down. And he's from Minneapolis, so I think yeah. it was just to keep playing in the hometown. Maybe uh, maybe he owed money to Bill Murray from like a golf <laughs> match or something. <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? So no. could a bet. So to keep Michael Jordan happy while filming, Warner Brothers built him an actual basketball court on the set so that he could work out in, in between breaks and stuff. Yep. When Larry Johnson says that his grandmother can play better than him, it's in reference to the Converse commercial where Johnson plays his grandma. That was Those were hilarious. I remember those. Mm-hmm. I think I had... Uh, I think I had an LJ card, like an upper deck card, where he was like dressed up in the grandma outfit or something. Oh, also cool. had also made an appearance, I believe, on Family Matters as Grandma Ma. That's right, it, Family Matters, hanging with Mr. Cooper. I can't it was remember. Family Matters. Family Matters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was on Urkel. Yeah. yeah. Great, great reference. Web. Urkel was a sick ball player. He was pretty slick. He had some handles. Remember, he was the towel boy, and he had to come in for the high school. Yeah, he had oh, some yeah, handles. I, Laura was the lead that got the cheerleaders fired up. And then, yeah. oh man, that was unreal. <laughs> when he ran down the sideline, he's doing <laughs> yeah, <this>. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, got your A, you got your A, give me a B. 
While praying in church for the return of the, his basketball skills, Charles Barkley says, I'm never going to go out with Madonna again. This is in reference to his own rumored fling with Madonna. I didn't know that he had a fling with Madonna or had a rumored fling. I didn't either, actually. I vaguely remember it when I saw your note. I vaguely remembered it. <laughs> I don't remember it in like great detail. It was, I believe, in and around the Dennis Rodman time. Like There was something going on there, and then... Dennis Robbins started seeing Carmen Electra and like, I don't know exactly the timeline on it, but I think vaguely remember hearing something about it around that same time. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, I could be making that up off the top of my ass too. I can't remember. (laughs) So uh, director Joe Pitka originally wanted Michael J. Fox to play Stan, but he was overruled by the studios. Jason Alexander and Chevy Chase were also considered. They were A-listers back then. Not maybe not Jason Alexander. I can see him playing it, per, maybe, but uh, like he'd be kind of like a sleazy agent type guy. But Chevy Chase and Michael J. Fox, I can't Michael see that. Fox, especially, he's too nice. Yeah, and Chevy Chase is too much of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. J- Jason Alexander, maybe, but at the same time, he's making way too much money at this point. Like he's and doing Jason, fine. Jason Alexander is most likely to like go snap show, right? Like yeah. think of like he has this, like ah, like Newman's. Newman. Yeah. yeah. Newman was Newman. perfect. He's a He's perfect, perfect PR pigeon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Bill Murray accepted a role in the movie after expressing regret at missing out on the chance to star in another animated live action film, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Great movie. That was a good yeah. movie. Good it one. was pretty good. Yeah. Grossing over $230 million worldwide, this is the highest grossing basketball film of all time. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got the headliner. You got the goat, as as you'd say, right? You have the power of the Looney Tunes as well. Let's yeah. be real. Like, come on. That's a lot of marketing power behind you. Yeah, Bugs more recognizable in the world? Bugs Bunny or Michael Jordan? I would go with Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, Asian yeah. Asian yeah. Especially after the 92 Olympics. Yeah. Is that the Dream Team 92? That's he's He floored it after that. It was game over. Yeah, probably, yeah. I agree with that. I mean, there's certain things throughout the world. I mean, you travel around the world, there's things that you see. Michael Jordan's pretty worldwide. Good point. And, like, in, and in places like China, especially basketball players, like, it's a whole other level. I agree with you on that. I can't disagree. I want to, but I can't. <laughs> here's, a, here's one for you, Webb. I don't know if you picked up on this, but the couple sitting next to the aliens when they're at the, the Knicks game are Patricia Heaton and Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. So Castellaneta is known for voicing characters on The Simpsons, most commonly Homer. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Just crazy when you look at him, you can't imagine that voice coming out of him, right? Because he's so yeah. kind of like small and wienery. Like he's, yeah. not, he's not he's not Patricia Heaton, she's uh everybody's loves Raymond, right? Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They should have had Raymond there. I I don't know. I yeah, I think it was around the time when that show was on air. I can't stand Ray Romano. Ray Romano? (laughs) Drives me insane. The best I ever saw Ray Romano was in Parenthood. That's the best I ever saw out of Ray Romano. He was good. Go nasally. He drives me insane. His big dumb brother, Brad Garrett. (laughs) I liked Brad Garrett. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, Ray. (laughs) Raymond. Raymond. Uh, The last scene shows Michael Jordan returning to the NBA wearing number 45 due to his own... Previous jersey, number 23, being retired by the Bulls after his first retirement. That was so weird. I remember when he came back wearing 45. I was just so – for that short period of time. And then he's like, all right, give me my jersey back. <laughs> well, I think it was one of those things where the NBA is like, listen, we can make a shit ton more money if we bring 23 back. So, yeah. 
Well, I remember the first game he wore 45 was, I think, against Indiana. And the only reason I remember this, Shaver, you'll remember this, is I was in the locker room with Ken Gunner Garrett. Hey. And we were getting ready for, I think, a Saturday night game. And we were, like, Michael Jordan was coming back on. And the TV in the room, we flipped it on because Michael Jordan was coming back. And we both noticed he had 45 on. And Gunner, we're not going to 45. <laughs> you know, like his voice. <laughs> That's but, awesome. uh, it was pretty funny. We remember him wearing 45 against Indiana. I think it was Indiana. Yeah. Pretty sure, if I remember correctly, he hit the game winner in that, too. Yeah. He did. Yeah, and he, he had lit up the Knicks, too. This is for Webb. When playing basketball, Michael Jordan is wearing the Air Jordan... 11s. Is that right? Yep. Space Jams. Nice. Nice. But they're not the only ones in that he, so he wears the nines are his baseball cleats. Okay. I believe the nines, uh, the nines and the tens when bugs breaks into his like home office there to get the ones that are up on the, like the pedestal. Oh, okay. And then, uh, Bill Murray in the last game is wearing a pair of Jordan twos. Nice. Yeah. Imagine having Jordan baseball cleats that were like the ones that he had. Oh, oh, like, oh, oh, oh. there's so many. Uh, what's his name? Keegan Bradley on the PGA tour. He's a Jordan guy, right? So you'll see him come out all the time. He's got like ones with spikes in them, or he's got like uh, he's got like uh, the fives in or stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of guys that are Jordan brand guys that have just turned them into NFL guys now too. Will wear them. I love. Uh, I love the. Uh, I think it was in uh, Last Dance, if I remember correctly. It might have been another documentary I watched uh, where Jordan was talking about he played a, a, a game in the ones after the He was on the Last Dance. The last Dance? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he found out how uncomfortable they are. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, I, couldn't ma- I could not imagine playing a game in those. They're nice shoes, but they're not, I'm not hooping in those. No. At 20, he probably didn't feel anything. No. So the five stars who have their talent stolen are Charles Barkley, Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, Patrick Ewing, and Sean Bradley. Here's an interesting fact. None of them won an NBA championship. <laughs> is that a Space Jam curse or is that more of an MJ curse? <laughs> yeah, I don't get the Sean Bradley inclusion in that group. Everybody yeah. else kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Like you know what? I went back on it. You know, you know why? And I was thinking back because I'm like, I remember Sean Bradley and he was kind of like a novelty, right? White Manute Bull. Right. He actually went second overall. Yeah. He got drafted. And this was the interesting thing about Bradley. He played one year at, I think it was BYU, like Brigham Young. And then he stopped playing basketball, left school, and went and missionary. he was he was a missionary for two yeah. years and didn't play basketball in two years. And when he came back, he didn't re-enroll in school. He just declared for the draft. I'm pretty sure that's part of their, their program. Anybody that goes there, they have to do some kind of missionary work after. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah all the Detmers in football, I think, did that. Tim Tebow did it, did he not? Uh, Jimmer did it, too. Jimmer Fredette. Yeah. Really? I think they have to go do their thing. But, like, could you uh, imagine, like, playing one year of college basketball and then not playing for at all for two years? Yeah. And then declaring for the NBA and going I mean, second overall? He's 7'6", and you can't teach height. It's true. It's true. In those le- in that era too of basketball, yeah. like there was still a, pr- a big man presence. I, I I'm I'm curious when we get into the draft, just to talk about the the selection of the Monstars roster as it was made up. They took <laughs> two centers, two power yeah. forwards, and a the tiniest point guard. Yeah. So the baseball game at the beginning is between the Birmingham Barons and the Huntsville Stars. One of Huntsville's star players at the time was former Blue Jay All-Star Tony Batista. Guy could mash. <laughs> he could. He had, 
Oh, he had 32 yeah. bombs with the Jays that one year when he was an all-star. Oh, yeah, he could hit. He could hit. Over. Here's a question for you, because I don't know if I've ever if, – if I've come across this in the – uh, the 30 for 30 on him riding the bus, the Jordan one, or mm-hmm. any of the stuff on the last dance or any interviews I've ever seen of Jordan or anything else. How much of that, you know, when the, the catcher's tipping them off and giving them the pitches, how much of that do you think actually happened in that? In those Not days? a chance. You don't think so? No. I, I, I got to be honest. I would think there would be some guys who are in awe. And if it's like a blowout game or something like that, and they want to see MJ get a hit or, no, those they want, they want those guys are sign a ball for their kid or something like I don't know. I could see it happening. He played double A, like he played double A, which is a really good level, and that's one of the most competitive levels um, because everybody's hungry, everybody's on their way up there. You don't yeah. have a lot of guys coming down, or like triple A. You'll have guys that are their careers are kind of over; they're just there, kind of as a mentor or whatever. But double A is really like guys are fighting tooth and nail, even amongst their own teammates to get up you know what I mean? To the next level. So those guys aren't going to give anybody an inch. But like on a day, like on a double header in the dog days of July, kind of, you know, like maybe you're up, it's a blowout game. You can't see it happening at all. Maybe it happened like, but I can't see it. I think it completely depends on who's behind the dish. I think some people might be in awe of Michael Jordan and jock sniff a little bit. Think about if you're the catcher, you're suing your, your pitcher who's, grinding trying to get to the majors and literally uh like a one hit or a home run or something could screw that guy's career literally because that's the difference between having uh 2.89 era and a 3.15 era you know what i mean like i completely do that's what i want to agree with you that i really think at that level it's it's double a is i think it's not as good as AAA, but I think it's really good baseball where more guys go to the majors out of, to be honest. I think it's yeah. a faster route. Yeah. And Haber made some good points about AAA. It's kind of on the way down or you're stuck in between, kind of like an AHL, NHL guy, or like you're like a AAA major league guy. Uh, I really want to say that it didn't happen for the integrity of the game as well. I'm kind of, I'm a traditionalist and I like codes. Uh, I really don't like when people tip people off. I think it's a fast way to just cause problems. So I want to think that it didn't happen. If it did, it wouldn't shock me, but it would suck to hear that it did. To be yeah, honest, I got too many pitchers that have things stuff to lose from that. They can't. They wouldn't want to mess with their stats. When you're catching a guy every five days and you have a bond and you're talking, and you're sitting on a bus, a plane, whatever the method of travel they're taking that day, probably a bus. I would like to think that you have some sort of a bond with that dude that you'd never do that to them and they'd never do that to you. So I want to say no. So what about in the home run race between Sosa and Maguire? You don't think that happened? Absolutely never. I would never do that in a million years. I think for sure Maguire's pitch, just watching it get out, I feel like like you may have known what was coming. No, have you seen uh, the interviews with Steve Traxel? No. Because he was the guy that gave it up, right? And he was pissed. And you can see it. They zoned, they zoomed in on him in the mound, and he was mad. He was pissed off. Well, what I, I think what happened, too, and was McGuire at the time was so big and so strong yeah. that I think Traxel, like, it was okay, but I think he's so strong that he was just able to flip it over 330 feet. It wasn't high. No. He just ripped it oh, up. It was a rocket. It was just was like a line drive, like a, basically. He was built like a wrestler. And I think when you're that big and that strong and you have that much speed coming through the zone, I think you can maybe make an okay pitch. 
But I think when you're that big and strong, you can just put it out. Now, try they've, they've interviewed Traxel like years later, and he was he's pissed. Like they actually showed the interviews in the locker room afterwards, and he was like pissed off. Like no battery mates want to be part of that. No, he he wanted the reporters to get out of his face. Like he just no, didn't want. Nobody wants to be the guy that's known for giving up iconic home runs because you're like, you're on everybody's highlight reel getting worked basically. Web, it's like a Byron Russell. Yeah. Fair enough. That's a way to put it. Fair enough. Want to be the Byron Russell? Because guess what? He wasn't that. He seemed to me as a casual fan, pretty good basketball player. But guess what? Yeah. The guy that Michael Jordan did a number on. Uh, Jordan, Jordan clearly felt bad for him because he brought him onto the Wizards on that shitty team. That's true. That's right. Yeah. That's true. But, you know, like Byron Russell forever is in lore forever. And he yeah. seemed like a good player. He was a good player. Yeah. He's a good defender. Even yeah. if you look like it in that. Well, if a quality team like Utah has you on Michael Jordan, you're pretty good because that team yeah. can play. Yeah. If you're going to play for Jerry Sloan in the 90s, yeah, you're solid. Yeah. So, I think it's something to be said about that. There's nobody Long story there. short, I want to hope that a battery... It's trying to get Webb going. Yeah. It's kind of like, us. you know... You can take the bait. It's kind of like Damari Carroll Stop. on LeBron James. Stop. You know, like he's just Stop. so good that he's the few guys who can stop LeBron. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> LeBron's going to win three more championships. Nay. On, on that note, <laughs> you see, Shaq needs to stop talking out of his ass. Stand up and show show the, the audience that lovely jersey you're rocking right now, James. <laughs> you got to love it. So, Fat Shaq, I'm going to call him Cleveland Shaq, says the other day on TNT that if LeBron catches Jordan's championships that he's going to go down as the greatest of all time. I'm like, he's still not going down as the greatest of all time. He's had to play on so many different teams. He's play, he's going to end up playing probably more games. He'll score more points and all that. I'm sorry. It's harder to win on different teams, though. You don't have the same chemistry. Has he not played more games already? <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's probably he's, close. I think he's played oh, more games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think of MJ's hiatus and everything. And he didn't play as many years. No, but Jordan also played at 40, right? So, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Even though he took a little bit of time off from the Bulls before, like so, he still got those extra games and those extra points. But How old was MJ when he came in the league? Would he play three years at North Carolina? Yeah. So and LeBron came out of high school, so maybe I don't know. Plus, LeBron like, didn't win a national uh, championship. What's that? LeBron didn't win a national championship. Yeah, he was Gatorade Player of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> he was McDonald's All American. <laughs> he beat. Uh, general random high school in Ohio. Anyway. He was dunking hey. on kids that are bagging groceries. <laughs> at the at the Wegmans. At the Wegmans. <laughs> so one last one I wanted to give out to JR here. Uh, so Stan drives a 1962 Chevrolet Cover Monza convertible. Mm, nothing wrong with a good old school Cover that works no. properly. I looked at, you know, that that's one that you got to have Costner driving at something. Oh, 100%. Hey, Jamer, can I mention something? Yeah, absolutely. Did you notice that uh, when Newman dropped – I call him Newman, I'm sorry – drops yeah. uh, Michael off at his house, his bulldog, did you know his name Charles? Yeah. Did you not notice who was named Charles? I'm like, yeah. that was probably a little bit of a shot, too. I Charles think so, Barkley, too, yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> like he looked bulldog. like Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our realism review. <laughs> this shouldn't take too long. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Web>? <laughs> I mean, he 
pretty much could dunk from the foul line. So there's that. Yeah. You know what? I didn't think he was going to get that last shot there, but then his arm grew about 30 <laughs> feet and he put it in. He pulled it down to me. <laughs> he borrowed some of Sean Bradley's length. You know, I got to make one uh, comment. So that Martian rap was bullshit. He didn't call it. He put the whistle away the whole game. <laughs> think of all the fouls. So Cleo is watching it with me and she's like, Daddy, this isn't what basketball is supposed to be all about. She goes, where's all the penalties? <laughs> oh, my God. Even she picked up on it. She's like, oh, one other, one other note? There's no way that MJ has that house. Ew. I think that's a rental house. Oh, is it? Is that like in uh, Birmingham or whatever? I'm going to guess that's the rental. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. But even if he's renting, he's probably got some palatial mansion somewhere. Yeah. And there's no way that their kids are going to be there with them. No. Not in Birmingham. I mean, what was that subdivision he lived in? Like Lake Forest or whatever outside yeah. of Chicago? Yeah. I almost I was gonna go to a D three school there before I went to Clarkson. Yeah, so was Peron. You guys could have played together. Yeah, that would have been fun. I, I went for a visit there, it was sick. It was incredible. Yeah, I like, remember he do, he drove there and back in like the weekend. And Oprah and Billy Joel lived there, I remember at the time. You could go we drove by their houses. Sick. They're oh, wow. complex. They're like gated complexes. Okay, so let's jump into uh, to the soundtrack. Uh, music was composed by James Newton Howard. Newton Howard's an American composer, conductor, and music producer. He's scored over 100 films and is a recipient of a Grammy Award, Emmy Award, and eight Academy Award nominations. What do you guys think of the, the soundtrack? I actually really like the soundtrack. I think this is the best part of the movie. I love Gonna Make You Sweat. Everybody dance now. That song is awesome. CNC Music Factory. It's, I had the tape. It was clear. Remember, it was like side what? Remember yes. the tape? Yes. I had the same one. It was clear. You're like, whenever you had a clear tape, that was the bomb. It was sick. Uh, Pump Up the Jam, another sick song. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, hit them hit high. Uh, I, I can't. I loved it. The best part of the movie to me is the soundtrack. Have you, have you seen, guys seen the guy on Twitter? I'm following him right now, and I love him. He does all the remixes of these songs, like back in the day, like uh, no. '90s, like techno songs and stuff, using a piano and like uh, like a cymbal. Oh, like, okay. yeah, yeah, I saw that one you sent out the other day. He's got like corduroy pants on and a comb over. <laughs> he's making money. He's money. I'll send you guys the the link afterwards. So good. Oh, yeah, please do. That's wicked. Yeah, soundtrack classic '90s. I'll say R and B, and I don't even know if you can say hip hop, other than the one song on there. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the inclusion of, uh, of Steve Miller is kind of nice. Like, you got the early 90s, uh, I'll say dance mix, 93 to 92 to 94 era songs, right? Um, ones you guys already mentioned. What was the other one? Uh, the Basketball uh, Jones. Remember the Basketball Jones? Uh, what's that stupid one? I'm looking it up right now. Too Unlimited? Get ready for this? Oh, yeah. for this? Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of arena tunes. Yeah. yeah. You know it. That, 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 that hit him high video. I remember when that video came out, I had it on a loop. I remember our, our basketball team. If you didn't have that song on your warm up seat or warm up tape, your, your team was laughed out of the gym. Yeah, it was yeah. wicked back then. And the team had that on their warm up. We used it in hockey once to play. Uh, we were playing Moncton in the Spud Finals, and we played Hit em High, and it was unreal. <laughs> we won 7-6. The thought of, of JR play, or playing that song, a young JR playing that song, or playing in the big Spud pro. Finals. Don't you have your big you curly pro back then? Yeah, 
I had a curly fro. We were playing a team from away in the finals, and we won 7-6. Anthony Warren scored with one second left. True ah. story. I remember when JR showed up at LC from uh, PEI had a big curly fro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Huge. Just like coming out the sides and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I maddeningly told you to shave those sideburns. And it was all one color. Now it's a few different colors. <laughs> a lot of gray mixed into it. <laughs> Unreal. All right, let's get into our wrap-up. Where does this rank among all-time basketball <laughs> movies and all-time sports movies? Basketball movies, it's near the... I, I know it grows so much. It's near the bottom of my movies, though. I prefer yeah. a, uh, human beings. <laughs> and uh, all-time movies, I don't have a rank for it. It's way down in the dossier. I don't know. Way down. Way back. Yeah. Way not in not in the not in my area. Web. I would think in in terms of basketball movies, it's probably gonna make it outsold White Man Can't Jump. Like I know it's 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 kind of corny, but it's it culturally relevant and it's still culturally relevant. Like it's Netflix kind of realized how culturally relevant was when they decided to buy it and Last Dance and put them. You know, when you finish one, the other one pops up. Like right. Algorithm, so I mean, I'm I'm hard to like totally dismiss it, and I know I've got the Jordan bias and everything else, but like seriously, I don't know. I think the movie itself is terrible, um, so much so that I don't know if I could. I, I I will watch it again with April when she's older, but I couldn't. I can't watch it again as a grown adult either. So I'm gonna say basketball movies probably in the top twenty, um, only because it's MJ, and then all time. I don't know if it makes my top hundred. Probably not. Yeah. The best you know part of the whole movie is the the opening montage where it has all the Jordan highlights. Yes, that's yes, like the sickest part of the movie. You can just turn it off after that. Yeah. Web, uh, yeah. you know what else can uh, go out of your top hundred is that senator's blanket behind you. <laughs> Take that thing and throw it in the trash. Start a fire with it or something. Roast a marshmallow with April. That that you know kid from Germany. You know, what else would, you know what else would be outside the top hundred? The Raiders draft picks. Ooh. <laughs> Actually, it'll be number one. The way they've been Ooh. playing the last five games, they're going to go first overall. I got to give I, you credit, Webb, though. Kidding. That that's German cool. kid, that German kid, that Stutzel. Stutzel. He's, He's really good. Give us a few years. Good player on a bad years. team. Hey, we're a few years from being a few more years good. <laughs> so, you they're know what? Close, Webb. Now that they got that kid and they've got, well, Shabbat's a stud. I love Shabbat. He's one of my uh, favorite players. Chuck, you picked up Steppen. That guy's not that bad, man. He'll no. make your team okay. He'll be a good leader for them, yeah. Yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I don't have – I. it's not anywhere on my list, really, for basketball movies, and it's not my top 100. But but what you mentioned, it's it's got some cultural value. I give you credit for that, Web. That makes a lot of sense. And, I mean, they're I mean, doing a remake, well, so. Yeah, and if you look at the – just the the impact of like the space man, uh, the uh, Space Jam Jordan Elevens. Like yeah. you, if you talk to any sneakerhead and you go online and you look at those, you they still hold cultural weight. So I mean, it's hard it's hard to put it completely off the radar. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do another draft this week, and linking into this movie, our draft topic is going to be: Who would you cast as? NBA player cameos for the Monstars team using modern day NBA players. So, you know how the Monstars stole the skills from the NBA players in the movie? Who would you cast in those roles in a new movie? And I don't even know, like, I know, I know the next Space Jam movies in the works and stuff. And then I don't know what the concept is or if they're doing that again. And I haven't seen who's going to be in it other than LeBron. So, uh, I, 
I did a little digging on this and I just found something out here that uh, apparently the script for this or the idea for this was written in 1997, right after the really? or right after the, ori- right after the original. And they wanted Michael Jordan attached to it. And he said, no way. And so this movie has basically kind of been on the back burner since then. Interesting. LeBron, LeBron, as per usual, is getting, this, you know, the filthy seconds of MJ and, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just want to clarify one thing with this draft. Are we going to, like, say, who would you cast as the Sean Bradley? Who would you cast as that? No, I just had, in my mind, I just had guys written down. Oh, okay. I, I, pick, I pick positions. Okay. Positions? I went traditional positions of a point guard mm-hmm. and two, a wing guy. Okay. Forward and a center. I'll do. Well, I'll defer to you. We'll go with that. I'll do my best because I think I know every position, but I might not. Well, whatever, Jr. You can have guys play different positions. Yeah, it's fine. Who's I'll got first pick? Who's got first pick this week? I can't remember. I had it last week. You, you, you I had Webb. it last week. This is you, Webb, Webb. you go this week. Take her. Oh, I feel like it's James this week. Is it? All right. I feel like it's you. All right. All right. All right. We'll defer this week. It's okay. Okay. Well. With the first overall pick, I'm going to take, and I'm, I'm picking this guy because I, I think he's got a lot of swag. He's a good character. He's a great basketball player, too. He's one of my favorite players in the league right now. And, you know, he's been on a couple of different franchises, but I loved what he did a couple of years ago in Minnesota when he took a bunch of millennials and basically put them in their place. And now he's, uh, he's a leader. He's bringing a lot of swag down in Miami. I'm going with my boy, Jimmy Butler, with the first great overall pick. pick. Great pick. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you why it's not the best first overall pick. Because the Monstars, part of the reason you got you got to pick guys that are kind of hated too, right? Yeah. And Jimmy Butler, I don't know if there's anybody outside of maybe Minnesota. That's uh, true. That's a good point. Who, 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 doesn't, uh, who doesn't respect Jimmy Butler and what he's Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> oh, shut up. Andrew Wiggins. Come on, dude. You're killing me. Yes. All right. Who's got, do I got next? Yeah, you got next because I went went first last round. All right, so you got to build your team around a point guard. Solid guy who can uh, dish the rock and make things happen for everybody else. So I'm going to pick somebody who uh, is also not overly well-liked. A great talent, but uh, a bit of a prick. Uh, Even though he just did – I just read something that he did for a bunch of uh, kids at uh, uh, HBCU colleges. So, I mean – He's commendable in his, his uh, philanthropic work, so shout out to him. But he's super weird, and uh, he's very self-centered in a lot of ways too. So I'm going with uh, the pride of the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving, as my point guard. Good pick, good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, you said philanthropic really well. It's hard to pronounce, by the way. Next one I'm going to go with is a guy who seems like he's really good, but he's kind of a dink at the same time, and he wears weird clothes. But he's a heck of a player. I gotta go with Russell Westbrook. Yep. Also a Jordan Brand member. He is a Jordan Brand member. I'm gonna go with him just because he seems like he's perfect as a fringe guy, but he's a guy who's never going to win. Because he just is one of those he's reminds me of one of those guys. He's never gonna win a title the way he plays. Maybe he will. Going. What's that? I love Westbrook. His motor's always going. Yeah. Uh my next pick is a guy who's a robot already. And I think he would do great because if one hand would be bigger than the other, I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard because I think he'd be fantastic because I think his, his character would just talk, ha-ha, ha-ha, ha-ha. I think that's all I'd say the whole time. Nicely done. 
Have you seen the newest uh, Terminator commercial? No. Him and Paul George. I'll send it to you later. Arnold's in it. Sarah Connor. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I have. Yeah, yeah. It's a little old, but it's pretty funny. Uh, okay, I got next. Uh, so I got my point guard. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with my. I'll go with my two since he's still out there. Has a fantastic beard, and that's about the only thing that's fantastic. <laughs> that pretty good. I'm curious to see if this will actually happen. Uh, and the way Siakam's playing it right now, he might be a Raptor sooner than later. So I'm going with uh, the running beard, my boy James Harden, as my number two pick. Very nice. I'm going to take your advice, Webb, and think of some guys that maybe some people have some hate for. So, but the next pick, and I'm thinking about my team, and, you know, I want to make sure that there's enough ball to go around. So I'm going to pick a point guard who's a past first guy who's a really good, one of the better on-ball defenders in the league, especially at his position. He's long. He's got some hate, but it it's not about maybe him. I think he's a really nice guy, and his teammates seem to love him, but his dad is the most hated guy in, in the universe. I'm going to pick Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Lonzo's great pick. I'm going to say uh, Lamar gets the, or LeVar Ball gets the honorary shout out as yeah. Swackhammer. Swackhammer. <laughs> 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 in the door. Yeah. All right, back to me. Okay, so I got, uh, I got my backcourt settled. I'm going to go center. Uh, and I'm going to pick uh, probably the guy who's one of the most beloved in the play in Philadelphia, but he's a troll everywhere else. And I think pretty much every visiting team hates his guts. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Joel, tr- the process, trust the process, Embiid as my center. Nice. Great pick. Nice. Great pick. All right. That comes back to me. I'm going to take a guy that I feel like no one likes except for Oaktown and Lansing, East Lansing, Michigan. I'm going to go with Draymond Green. I think he'd be fantastic as that pick up front because he seems like a bit of a jerk and he plays super hard. So we need five. Do you want me to keep going? Go again? Your second pick, yeah. Okay. So uh, my next pick is a center, and I think he would be fantastic in this movie because of where he's from. Uh, he's got great flow, great beards, great dusters, whatever he's looking for. He's tatted up. He's a handsome guy. Steven Adams would be fantastic. Damn. Pick from here. You mowed my lawn. That's what I was taking. Good pick, though. Steven Adams. Solid pick. Solid pick. Adams is a good pick. Yeah, he is. I I was going to pick him. He was my guy. Um, All right. So now that I've got a good, I've got a good defense, good passing, I'm going to pick a guy who can score. I'm going to pick who I think is probably the best scorer in the league right now. Maybe not as well liked by, probably more so by fans because of the choices he's made in his career. But I'm going to go with Kevin Durant with my next pick. Fair enough. So with my next pick, I'm going to pick another guy who's kind of a ball-dominant guy, one of the better guys in the league. It's kind of a cheat pick, but I'm going to take Giannis. It's a good pick. You got Giannis and KD. Some scoring right there. A lot of ball hogs right there. Yeah. I got two. Well, Jimmy Jimmy likes the ball a bit too, but he can play off ball. He's, and then you got Lonzo distributing. So I've got uh, Joel Embiid. We're, we're basically picking all-star teams here. I've got Joel Embiid, Kyrie, and the Beard. I need somebody who's kind of hated at my wing or power forward. All right, I'm going to – I'll go with uh, – LeBron James. No, because he's the main guy. You can't oh, pick yeah, right. Of course. Nobody's well, picked him yet. No, I, don't think we can. I think he's off the list just because. <laughs> well, he's going to be the MJ, right? Yeah, that's true. 
that's true. Is he the oh. new MJ? Yeah, yeah he's he's the new MJ in the new movie. He's the, the new MJ. That's the only guy that I know. Of. Not, he will never be MJ. <laughs> They're upgrading, you know. Oh, yeah, that's wow. right. It's just like oh, Air wow. it's just like Air Canada. Pay two hundred more bucks, you get a better seat. I think. All right, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take as my wing guy because I hate him right now because he's not playing with enough cock and balls. I'm gonna take Spicy P in the place oh. to be. He's just getting nice. to be a, too much of a mental midget, and I, I need him to be a little bit tougher. So I'm, I'm going to take him. Right on. All right. My last pick is I need a guard, and I'm going to go again because you guys know I'm a Raider fan. I'm going back to the town. I'm going to take Damian Lillard because that guy's awesome. That's a great He's pick. He's got great personality. That's a great pick. Huge cock and balls. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Going back to the town, baby. So this is this the last pick in the draft? Coming up, me? My last and your last, yeah. Okay. All right, so I, I'm going to finish it off at the center position, and I've got enough scoring. I've got enough distribution. I've got some – but I need a really good rim protector, and I'm going to go with a guy that was a former – I think he was a two-time defensive player of the year. I don't like him. He's a, he's a COVID spreader, so I'm going with Rudy Gobert. Great pick, Jamer. Oh, who do I have? I, I feel like I need to pick, like, a token white guy. Need a token white guy on my team that can play. Who's a token white guy at the four? Boban, Boban is uh, available. Oh. Boban Marjanovic. Luca. I play him and can I move Embiid to the four and play Boban at the five? Sure. Boban. Yes. Yes. I he's love Boban. Guy. Yeah, he's my guy. Love him. Yeah, he'd be. He's your token Sean Bradley of this era. Yeah, that I had him on my list number one. If we were going to be matching it up to guys from the movie. He was going to be my Sean Bradley. That's a good, good draft. That's a that good was fun. That is pretty ended up being. It sucks that we ended up taking kind of like superstar guys. In theory, I, I, or in retrospect, I wish we kind of would have taken uh, some some older guys. Like how like Bruce Bowen or Bill Lambeer. Like, oh, did, like, yeah. Ultimate, Bill Lambeer is like before Space Jam. I was going to say, but if we did like an ultimate Monstars team, right? Oh, John Sally's Ooh. on my team. That would have been a good Sally one. Yeah, be great. We, yeah, you could do well, it. You later. could take in the whole bad boy Pistons. Yeah. When the LeBron James movie comes out, we'll do it again. That means I'll have to actually watch the LeBron James movie. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening and uh, tuning in. Perhaps this week. Don't forget to check us out on social. You can follow us on Instagram at, at @bigleagueflixpod and on Twitter at big at bigleagueflix. Uh, and I'm now apparently on TikTok. Uh, JR, what's our handle at TikTok? At Big League Flix Pod? Yep, well, that's our handle on TikTok. All right. Yeah. And, uh, and you can it. search for us on YouTube. We are, I just created a YouTube channel, which is just Big League. Just search Big League Flix. Mm-hmm. It'll come up. Awesome. Gordon Bombay's there. Look yeah. for him. <laughs> it's kind of fun, boys. Yeah. yeah. It's, it wasn't too bad this week on Zoom. Didn't mind it. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a good replacement for the Raj. Yeah. It's yeah. warmer than the Raj. It is. It's not so, a bad winter option. All right, folks. Have a good one. All right, guys. Take care. Big League Flicks, Jordan, Christian, and Jammer talking movies about sports and the glitz and the glamour. Got a cold beer pairing for the leading lady staring. Fun facts and trivia and man rocket comparing. Soundtracks and music, they'll rate all these things. Was it real or did they lose us as the fat lady sings? Talking junk, have a giggle. Comedy, drama, romance. Did the film deliver six to noon in my pants? With their big bag of tricks, these podcast critics. Jordan, Christian, and Jammer with Big League Flicks. Jordan
Jordan Christian and Jammer with Big League Flip. Jordan Christian and Jammer.